Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? I've had some feedback asking me, well, if I don't believe in having punitive conversations with my kids or being that punitive because I get curious all the time and empathetic to where they're at, then do my kids just walk around as though they own the world and can do no wrong? Absolutely not. And I'll actually do a different podcast on expectations versus entitlement, because I think that that's where that mentality comes into play. But I did want to share in this particular podcast that I do do consequences with my child, with my children, and that these consequences I like to do are mostly natural consequences. And a lot of times come from either the incident itself, because that would be a natural consequence, and or we find one that makes sense to them and to me uh, and or to the other people that it might involve. And by make sense, I mean we'll solve the issue that the that whatever they've done has created. So it's not random. I hear random things like, oh, a child misbehaved at school, who knows what they did. Let's just say they misbehaved at school and therefore they can't go to their friend's birthday party on the weekend. Totally unrelated to me. Don't understand. You're also then having the child be embarrassed because they can't come to a party and also the fact that they're ruining that child's party potentially if they're really good friends and they're really looking forward to the having them um, and it doesn't really make sense to me. So that's just one example off the top of my head that really doesn't fit to me and yet I know parents do that and I know lots of parents will do a consequence that doesn't really fit what's going on. So let me take you through a scenario uh, or a couple scenarios and tell you why I think natural consequences make sense. So basically a a natural consequence is something that would happen if the behavior wasn't followed. So if I'm going to school and it's raining outside and I haven't worn a rain jacket or brought my umbrella, the natural consequence of that is that I would get wet. If I go to school and heaven forbid I live somewhere that it snows, (laughs) I say that because I used to live in Ontario and it snowed, Ontario, Canada, and uh, you know, if I didn't bring my mitts or my toque, well, then I could get very cold. So that would be a natural consequence to that. If a child doesn't brush their teeth, a natural consequence might be that they have a higher tendency to get cavities. All right, so those are natural consequences. And why do I suggest using natural consequences? I suggest using natural consequences because they make sense. And so when your child, you're teaching 
sorry, you're going to be curious with your child, getting curious with your child. So why shouldn't they be getting curious with you? You need to keep both that door open and you want them to get curious, not just blindly accept things in life. And so when they're getting curious with you about, well, why would you say that? Or why would that be the case? If it's a natural consequence, it just makes sense. So there isn't the back and forth that comes with other kinds of consequences. There really isn't even lots of times a huge explanation needed because it's just a natural consequence. So make sure you choose a consequence, natural or not, that you can and will enforce as well. And natural consequences are easier sometimes to enforce because, again, there's something that just happens naturally out of what's going on. Also, do your best to lay out your consequences. And I'm just going to say consequences from now on most of the time, but I'm meaning natural consequences. Do your best to lay out consequences before you have to give them. Why do you want to do that? Because then when it actually happens, the children know that they're making a conscious choice to do something that's going to lead to a particular outcome. And in this case, a consequence if it's something that they shouldn't be doing. We have tons of family meetings about what's going on in our house. And if we see something that maybe isn't fitting in with our core family values, then what can we do about it? And these are the consequences that are going to be laid out. And we discuss them. And do our children always have to agree with them? Absolutely not. However, when your child do agree with them and do buy into them, guess what happens? They follow them a lot more easily. And then they take accountability for themselves and each other, which is great. I would like to show you or uh, go through an example with you. Um, and, and it'll sort of highlight some of the different things that I'm talking about. And also, I should mention to you that consequences should be age appropriate. So a consequence that you give to you know, a very young child, you're not necessarily going to give to an older child. So a natural consequence could be different in this case. I have a bit of a controversial one, if you want to hear. So as children are younger, you're responsible for having them build, brush their teeth. Well, as they get older, you can remind them, and in, unless you're checking up on them, they may not brush their teeth. So I suggest to my kids when they aren't going to brush their teeth, two things. One, they need to then only eat certain things like apples, something that I know naturally cleans their teeth. I'm like, okay, well, we'll Google what naturally cleans your teeth. And we can make sure you're having those every day. And then um, no treats, nothing that's going to have sugar, which if you know these days, most things have sugar. So there's their natural consequence. Or you know what? You can choose to brush your teeth. And only one child missed uh half of a day of having things that they really wanted to have because they chose not to brush their teeth. So that was, and that was their natural consequence. Now I did say to this particular child of mine that was refusing to brush their teeth, well, this is the natural consequence. And then further to that, you have an allowance, you have some money. If we go to the dentist and it turns out that you have a cavity because you've been choosing not to brush your teeth, well, you're going to have to pay for that. So um, I've told other parents that and they're like, what? You know, they, they think that's crazy. But I think it's crazy that you or parents in general don't give their kids consequences and they don't give their kids consequences that fit with what's going on. So that would be a natural consequence to me. You're not going to do something and something costs money then to repair you not doing it. Well, then you can pay for it. So needless to say, as I mentioned, that lasted for about between, I think, two meals where the child just refused to brush their teeth. And uh, 
excuse me, I should really probably not use the word refuse. I should say he chose not to brush his teeth. Um, so anyways, you want to come up with age-appropriate consequences. And if you can't uh, come up with a natural consequence, because maybe sometimes we have a hard time doing that, well, then you want to pick something that affects something they love the most, so or they value the most. I call that um, currency, their currency. So money is a currency we use to exchange to get things that we want. And so what is your child's currency? What do they like and what would be a value to them that you could say, you know what, if these things aren't done, then we're going to start using a currency you really value because the other consequences aren't working. And so let's look at what you value and do it that way. So screen time in our house is a popular currency. And, you know, I say you want me to hear you about what you'd like for screen time, and I'd like you to hear me about X, Y, or Z. Now, I'm going to take you through um, a scenario, as I just mentioned before, and we'll go through world kind of dissect it and see. All right, so we're at dinner and let's paint the picture here. We're at dinner. We're in Mexico. It's a very hot, sunny day. It's the end of a very hot, sunny day. It's one of the fancy restaurants that you have to make a reservation for. And this is now probably going on about 7 8 o'clock at night. And there was a dad and he had his young children with him. And my son and I were there together. My son uh, is 10 at this time that we're sitting in Mexico at this dinner. And it's funny because I was writing this book, writing this uh, book, Parenting with a Twist, at the time. And in writing the book, um, I was talking to my son about different parts of it. So we had actually just talked about natural consequences. And then this happened. So it was just perfect. So I heard a dad, well, we heard, my son and I heard a dad say to his child, you will never have ice cream again if you don't sit in your seat right now. And he was quite loud in saying it. And he said it quite a few times. And, uh, you know, Keep in mind, fancy restaurant, after 7.30 at night, it was a two and a four-year-old, I would say approximately. We had seen them at the pool pretty much all day. And then guess what we saw the next day? So fast forward to the next afternoon, the two children were eating ice cream. Um, And before you ask, or before you think about it too long, no, they didn't sit back down in their seats in the restaurant. So remember, their dad said, you will never eat ice cream again if you don't sit down in your seat right now. Now, let's examine that for a sec. I bet you that was probably coming from some embarrassment, right? Because we're in a fancy restaurant and your two and your four-year-old aren't sitting down. So there's probably some embarrassment in that. Um, And let's break down what else in there. I would suggest to you, never say never. Yes, I just said it twice. (laughs) But if you say to somebody like he did to his kids, you are never going to have ice cream again. To a two-year-old and a four-year-old, that would set you up for a lifetime of failing, enforcing that a consequence. Because quite honestly, are you going to enforce that consequence for the rest of their lives? Probably not. So think about that the next time you're giving a consequence to your child. Do you say things like, you're never going to get your iPad back. You'll never be allowed to see Johnny again. And truth be told, they get their iPad back, their iPad back, (laughs) sorry, and Johnny is over playing with them the next day or a couple days later or a month later because you have to really look at what you can control and you have to look at the fact that when you put a never in there, you're not going to be able to enforce it and then you're setting yourself up for failure as 
the disciplinarian giving a consequence. Plus, it's not a natural consequence. So what does sitting down and ice cream have to do with each other? Perhaps if it was ice cream for dessert, and you said if you don't sit down, you aren't going to be able to have your dessert, well, that would make sense, right? That's a natural consequence. Your dessert is here, it's on the table. If you're not sitting in your seat, you can't have it. Now, I've seen parents also do that, not in this case, but still feed them their ice cream from off the table after they're telling them to sit down. Kind of a mixed message are you sending your kid? So again, look for mixed messages when you are giving consequences. Is not age appropriate in terms of this two-year-old and four-year-old being told they'll never have ice cream again if they don't sit down? Children of those ages could not care less about the future I don't even think they have concept of future and what that means. All they care about is the moment. I mean, really, we should learn something from them in that case. And they truly have no recollection of the fact that they were told that the night before and that they didn't sit down. And so, you know, that's a whole night before that they have to remember. And I can guarantee you probably they don't remember sometimes two minutes before that. So they won't even relate that to not getting ice cream. Bringing your two and your four-year-old out to a fancy restaurant after 7.30 p.m. when you've had a full day in the sun is setting yourself and your children up for failure. So think about that for a second. How many times have you went run to do errands and maybe your child is hungry or you put an after-school activity on after school and uh, that would make sense, an after-school activity after school, haha, and maybe they haven't had a chance to really breathe between the two events or maybe they haven't eaten their lunch or had time to eat their lunch and haven't had a snack or, or whatever the case may be and we're rushing them around here or there or we're telling them to do homework and they haven't had something to eat. So just how many times do we set our children up for failure? So let's say in that case, the parents went um, out of the pool early that day and gave their kids a nap, maybe even themselves a nap, (laughs) and or maybe the kids go to kids club. There was a kids club at this particular resort, and then the parents could have had a nice dinner. And um, not to say it's not a nice dinner when you have a two and four year old, but they were obviously getting a little bit anxiety ridden and uh, worked up. Um, the parents, I mean, um, and there, there are solutions to having your ice cream and eating it too. So again, try and find some different solutions to set yourself and your children up for success. If the children had been older and they were just bored sitting at the table and you couldn't think of a natural consequence, this is where you might use their currency. So you might say to them, you know what, when we get back to the room, um, you can have some extra screen time, but right now we're sitting here as a family and I'd really like you guys to engage. So pretty simple, age appropriate, you're using their currency and you're showing mutual respect. You're asking them for something that you'd like something in return and there's nothing wrong with them. Sorry, there's nothing wrong with teaching your children that because really that's the way the world works, right? You make a choice and there's a consequence to it. And in this case, you're saying, hey, if you make the choice to sit and have a conversation with us as a family, we're going to make the choice to give you some more screen time. Something you love, something we love, it's a total win-win. If you force your kids to do certain things, well, think about how well that works for people or it doesn't. One of the things I didn't mention above when I was talking about consequences is natural consequences 
and consequences in, in and of themselves can be co- can be positive too. So a consequence, normally you think of, oh, a consequence, it must be negative. No way. A co- consequence, sorry, can totally be positive. And in this case that I just give you with, if you had older children or even younger children for that matter, if you say to them, you know what, I really like you to sit in your seats because mom and dad just want to finish dinner. You can go back and you can watch something on your iPad or you can watch something on YouTube or whatever it is. You're using, um, uh, it's positive. There's not anything negative in that. Um, I was really grown up, sorry mom to share this, but I was, um, when I grew up, I was taught that that would be called making a deal with your kids and you shouldn't make deals with your kids because it's giving them the upper hand and giving them power. And I don't see it that way at all. I see it as mutual respect. And because I really want my kids to respect me as they grow up and I really want them to talk to me and tell me if they've done something that isn't the best so that I can help them figure it out and you know even when they're not with me they can still know that they can reach out to me or they can think well I know I need to think this through and so really our world too is made up of deals and the way we exchange um, you know money or we look for a sale or we talk to somebody and we make a deal so life is made up of that and I think if you give your children the opportunity to do it with you on safe grounds then you're way better ahead or sorry they're way better ahead when they go out into the quote-unquote real world and have to deal with what could be happening out there that may be a deal and they don't even understand understand. So I just wanted to end with that actually in terms of using consequences. I prefer using natural consequences and I prefer using consequences that may be of something of value to them. Consequences don't have to be always be punitive. They can be positive. And um, actually we have a great summer JPEG we created or or PDF we can use it as too that we give to our families that we're working with in relation to screen time over the summer and not using it as punitive and not being like oh you have to do this to get your screen time but actually having a whole system that you create with your family and that kind of actually leads into something further I'm going to want to talk about talk about um, but not in this podcast a different one and I'm going to just talk about household chores and family rules and what a family mission statement is and all those fun things that we actually create as a system in our house so that we can flow harmoniously. Because really, isn't it better when your house is flowing harmoniously? So I really hope that you got something out of that scenario that I shared about that father and his children. And actually, you know what's really interesting? Start being really curious and aware. My son that was with me on that Mexico trip, who's 10, It was actually a surprise birthday party. I mean, not a birthday party, a surprise birthday present for him for his birthday. And he started getting really curious and listening to other people's reactions to their kids and their kids' reactions back around the pool the next couple days and was really pointing things out like, Mom, why would that parent say that? They're they're not going to be able to hold that consequence. And though it's kind of funny because as I'm talking this through with my son, now I realize he's knowing my ammunition. (laughs) But hey, that's okay because I really want them to be worldly and and question and see why we're doing the things that we're doing. So thank you so much for listening. And again, I really hope you're getting something out of it and would love to hear from you if you are. 
Thank you for your participation for those of you that are letting me know that you're listening and getting something out of it because that's why I'm doing this. So we'd love to hear more from more people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.